ruthless aggression. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. I lie! Don't make fun of me, sucker! Wait! Here comes the pain! Enjoying the ride, Randy. His name is Eric Bischoff! What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come to the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression! aggression podcast welcome back and today we have something non-ruthless lined up for you it's uh it's a bonus of sorts and uh you know honestly bonus episode you know honestly I, i don't know how these bonus episodes just creep in here but here's another one and today it's not the russo era but the mid 90s starcade 1995 Jake, how did we get here? Well, uh, basically what happened is I was having a mental breakdown, and you were like, hey, let's do something fun. And I'm like, you know what sounds like fun? Good old-fashioned fun wrestling, where wrestling was wrestling, and it just kind of had no meaning. It just existed. And you're like, yeah, let's do that. And so I said, yeah, let's. And, and that's kind of how we ended up here now. Yeah. So tell me, when did you get your degree in WCW... Uh, lore, you know, we all know you have that master's degree of all <laughs> things where the big boys play. Now tell me, what? and that associate's degree in thugonomics. That's true. <laughs> just basic thugonomics, though. Just, just basic thugonomics. None of the advanced stuff. But no, for real. How, how did we end up here in uh, Japan versus USA? Uh, air quotations in the World Cup of Wrestling. Like what happened before this? Yeah, just kind of a, a general lead up to it. Fun show. It's kind of a standalone show, and really what it is is just kind of one of those uh, trying to expand your brand situations for WCW, and, and they were reaching out to to Japan with with uh, New Japan. Last well, feel like I said Japan a bunch there, um, but they just they they said, hey, you know, let's let's showcase. We can put you guys on on the screen here in the United States at our biggest event. And by the way, I want to say Starcade is the biggest event in WCW, not Halloween Havoc. I know that there are some personalities that will try to lead you to believe that Halloween Havoc is the the big one, but I mean, it, he called it the grand, uh, Tony Schiavone called it the granddaddy of them all, which is the Rose Bowl of, you know, and that's the biggest bowl game there is. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, but yeah, it's just one of those, like, let's get them together. And we had uh, some, some back and forth, uh, especially over the U.S. title. Um, I, I have something I want to get into with the, the U.S. title here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, they, they were just kind of inter, interchanging brands. And this is, is kind of the lead-in before everything got set up with the, with the NWO. 
Now, is that, is now, that the new what, world? What does... <laughs> I was basically going to do the same thing. Now, what, what does NWO stand for? <laughs> I was going to say New World Organization. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like you're just really stupid. <laughs> this is the New World Organization, brother. Um, yeah, so, disclosure here, I Hello. know next to nothing about WCW, um, all I really know is, uh, Vito took on, was it Reno, and, and he hit him with the roll of the <laughs> dice at WCW Sim, <laughs> yeah, which is in the archives, it. so. WCW Sim, Turtle. So well, how, I mean, if, if I'm being honest, like, my love for WCW really started, uh, like, I was playing basketball in third grade, and we had a, like, an end-of-the-season party, and the kid, like, the kid who was the coach's son had an N64, he had WCW versus NWO World Tour, and Ooh. that was the most fun game I had ever played in my life, and so, because of that, I started paying attention to WCW guys, I was like, oh, like Lex Luger, like okay, he's kind of cool. Oh, Sting, why is there his red face Sting? I don't know what's going on with that. What's Ray, who's Ray Mysterio? Like and, oh, but look, here's Hulk Hogan. I love Hulk Hogan, and so it was Hulk, just Hulk Hogan was like the anchor of WCW. <laughs> yeah, like he, I mean, him going to WCW really was the the one of the biggest things that ever happened in wrestling. Yeah, because it, it really it's, changed. It's what made me notice WCW as a kid. I was like Hulk Hogan, yeah. And I just was like, this place is cool. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like before that we have the beginnings of so many, so many characters. Like, like, like DDP at this point is not the DDP you're gonna learn to know and love. He's he's weird right now. He's got like so many. He's gimmicks on gimmicks on gimmicks. He's got a cigar and diamond rings and a cane and like a diamond on top of it. He's just so extra. He's uh, a godfather. He has a he. He has exactly. He just hasn't figured it out yet. But like this, so that's it's kind of an in between period for WCW. It's kind of kind of strange in that way. So, Kyle, what what do you know? What are your memories of World Championship Wrestling? Me? Yes. You, you, you <laughs> uh, not too much, honestly. It was always one of those things that I saw from afar because growing up, um, kind of lived out in rural area, and we couldn't get like cable or satellite or anything. So any TV I saw was when I went to go hang out with my dad. Remember the first time I heard of WCW was um, actually because I got a PlayStation for Christmas, which is weird because I asked for an N64 and I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> but uh, one of the games I got was uh, WCW Nitro. And mm-hmm. like the game is awful. But when I was like six, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and from then I remember being like, dad, I want to watch this. And so I'd go over to his house on Mondays and watch Nitro for a good while. And I remember really loving Scott Hall. Like he was just a dude that stood out as like the coolest dude in the world to me. But uh, yeah, that really is about it. That's all my WCW knowledge. There's not much there. So how will this rank up with WCW Sin? I don't know. I'm sure not very well because that was a great pay per view. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> Everything was. It was the center of your world. So this took well, like place the funniest in... part about it. The funniest part about it is like Scott Steiner in WCW to me is like infinitely less likable than the Scott Steiner we just watched. Like that, the Scott Steiner versus test match, like I was a fan of Scott Steiner, but like when I watch him in WCW, I'm like, oh my God, I hate this guy. (laughs) A guy with no leash. (laughs) Or would that be Rick Steiner? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, he's just a dog-faced gremlin. And if you don't like him, fight him. Oh, jeez. All right, so this took place in 1995 in Nashville, Tennessee, with an audience Woo! of 8,500. Uh, Kyle, in a municipal auditorium. Yeah, Kyle, you've been here for uh, all the wrestling, right? <clears throat> yeah, I went here for a Ring of Honor show a year or two ago and for aw this or no last year yeah it's actually a really really nice venue it's like a real good size like it's there's no bad seat in the house it's got a good vibe to it i, I actually really love it as a wrestling venue it's fantastic i gotta I got, cool i gotta say 1995 what was i up to well i had just turned two years old so uh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what were you guys doing in 1995 uh, I was four, so I was probably uh, learning to take a dump in a toilet and uh, <laughs> being pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I would have been eight, so I was playing basketball and watching wrestling. Dude, you were shooting hoops? Shooting, shooting hoops. hoops. Is that what they and, call it in Seattle? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, I was, going, I was bouncing back and forth. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was a little bit of back and forth. So I'd shoot some hoops up here and then hoop some shoots down in Oregon. All right. So, Jake, I'm going to give the reins over to you, my good sir. Teach us all things about World Championship Wrestling. Starcade 1995. Starcade. Where the big boys play. See, there's the adjective. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin. You kill me. Um <laughs> As countries across the world compete for global dominance, World Championship Wrestling has accepted the challenge from New Japan Pro Wrestling in a best of seven battle for the World Cup of Professional Wrestling. Canadian crippler Chris Benoit meets high-flying Jushin Thunder Liger. Guerrero against Otani. World TV champ Johnny B. Bad against Masa Saito, the torture master. We'll see Kanemoto against Wright. The total package Lex Luger faces Masa Chodo. World champ Savage against Tenzan. And Sting faces U.S. champ Suzuki. In an epic contest of global proportions at Starcade 1995. Nashville, Tennessee! Welcome everyone to the granddaddy of them all! It is Starcade 1995, and happy holidays from all of us at World Championship Wrestling, and along with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Before we get into it, I wanted to talk about the dark match that happened, and, and the reason why it's important is well, is part of the commentary during the show, um, and I'll, I'll reference back to this. But I'm just going to read this uh, directly from Wikipedia here. Let me get it back up. All right. So after the main event, WCW held one additional match, taping it for a later broadcast. The match saw WCW United States Champion Kensuke Sasaki wrestled against a uh, one-man gang who later became Akeem the African Dream. Uh, Akeem. Uh, at the end of the match, the 400-pound... Who later became Conrad Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> they still be Conrad Thompson. Uh, the end of the match saw a gang land a splash on Sasaki and get the win. Uh, while Sasaki pinned out, kicked out, Randy Eller still made the three count to give the victory to one-man gang. After the bell rang, gang celebrated with the belt. 
Moments later, the mistake was pointed out by another official, and the match was restarted. Sasaki pinned Gang to retain the title. Uh, parts of the match were shown on WCW Saturday Night, but they ended after One Man Gang was declared the new champion, and they never acknowledged that the match was restarted, choosing to recognize One Man Gang as a champion instead. Now, that is the most WCW thing ever. Just, <laughs> just it's just like, okay, so we're going to let you win, but that's not what we're going to show on television. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No one else knows. No one's no one's smarter than we are. Nobody loves you. Isn't that funny? But yeah, it's just it just made me laugh. Just Sasaki's like, no, no, I'm I'm gonna. Everyone here in the building thinks I'm the champion, but that's not what's actually gonna happen. <laughs> it just it's just kind of that the tension between NJPW and and WCW at this time. Why the tension? You know what? What? Well, was it a, a I mean, ball size contest? You know what was it? A little bit. I mean, ball size content. You know, like, who, who's got the big wiener? No, but it's, got it's the like the guys, wiener. I mean, even still today, wins and losses in Japan like mean a lot more than they do in the United States, regardless of what AEW like wants to tell you. Uh, oh. But it's just like when you lose in in Japan, it's it's like held against you. So for for that to be a national paper, a national pay per view broadcast available internationally, to see Kensuke uh, and Sasaki lose to a guy like One Man Gang could severely hurt his reputation uh, in Japan. Um, so they didn't want any of that to happen. So which is part of the reason why you see some of the guys win, and it's it com- the outcome is being what it is. Like, because they didn't, they wanted to look as strong as they possibly could while also, you know, going away as the loser. So it's, it's really, there's a lot of politics and it's a very interesting situation. Was one man gang so far down the card that it would be embarrassing to lose to him? That was the issue? I, I mean, that's part of it, but at the same time, uh, like, look at him. Is <laughs> sexy. Like... sexy. What are you talking about? Like if if you've never watched wrestling before and you open up a magazine and you see a guy getting beat by that fat dude, like what's your what's your first thought? Like, wow, that Hot. fat dude's pretty. <laughs> Wait, this is a Playgirl magazine. What is this? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold I want to see one man gang do the Shawn Michaels spread for Playgirl. Oh oh, no, you do not. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's and that's what. Well. It, it would have to be a centerfold because it'd have to open out, but it'd have to open the other way because he's so <laughs> wide. He's large and in charge. This week on Large and in Charge, the big show. And wait. Oh, heck yes. Well, you it's know, a big, 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 big. Quick side tangent. <laughs> <laughs> quick side tangent. Uh, my wife has really recently gotten into my 600 pound life. And so, oh, ew. you know, any given evening, like, you know, that, that, it's a show. Like, I like that show, actually. But, <laughs> but um, you know, any given evening, you'll, you'll see it on our TV. Uh, I have unknowingly, like, adopted the catchphrase that they are large and in charge. And, <laughs> and the other evening, I was like, it, I, I said, Stephanie, is, does she work in, like, a leadership role? She's like, she's like, what? I said, you know, she she seems like she takes command. Um, you know, uh, she's very 
large and in charge. So I kept it going for forever. And she got so mad at me. That's the best. It was like they are very large and in charge. And she's like, "What does that even mean? Like in charge?" I'm just like, I don't know. It's just the same. Large and in charge. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you for that. Uh- <laughs> Not much to do with anything, but uh, you could say one man gang is very large and in charge. Well, now that he's the U.S. champion officially, he's definitely in charge of the United States. Dude, I wish I could lose a match and be the champion. Right? (laughs) So, uh, we've got Shivani, Tony Shivani, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, on the call. Oh, Uh, gosh, man. This was the first show, full show I watched of Dusty Rhodes' commentary, and I gotta say, it was pretty challenging at times. No, I loved it. Yeah, there there are times it's challenging, but, like, the the interaction that he has with Bobby is just so mm-hmm. uh, but it, is is this the first time you've heard you guys have heard Brain and Dream work together mm-hmm. this is the first time I've heard it yeah yeah, I would say so so I, I just want to get like because for me I'm sitting there and and for me this is nostalgia overload I'm cracking up I like everything they're saying to me is funny uh, I want to know what like what are you guys thinking as you're listening to just these two guys ping pong off of each other while Tony Schiavone like tries to hold on to the horse. Uh, I'm just I'm just laughing. I think it's like seriously just like one of the funniest things. Like <laughs> it was just hilarious. How could you not love it? Yeah, I, I just really laughed at how stupid Dusty would come across when he would talk to uh, Bobby. It's like it's like he didn't come across as stupid to me. It's just it sounded like he he wanted to be very serious. Like he's very good at like making something sound serious and goofy at the same time. Because he start talking about like you know the situation we find Sting in is very magnitudinous in uh, in, in people, <laughs> you know. And it's like and that doesn't sound stupid to you. It, it it doesn't like okay. It sounds like it's a man that doesn't really know exactly what he wants to say, but you get what he's saying and you're like, Oh yeah, I get this. I get the emotion, but it's just so funny hearing it come out of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and he's so excited. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. It's he's fun. so excited. And then like Bobby comes over top. is like, Oh, did you hear that? It's magnitudinous. <laughs> yeah. That was the best thing. They just dunk on dusty afterwards too. Listen, if I never hear Otani again, it'll be too soon. Yeah, Otani. Otani. They thought I was thinking hot toddy. Oh my God. <laughs> I love. I also love how how Dusty starts getting mad at Shivani for calling moves. <laughs> like, yeah, German like, suplex. Will you stop with that German suplex? Both him mm-hmm. and Bobby Heenan got upset. I'm like, what's the big deal? It's just yeah, a suplex. It's, well, it's like I I feel like uh, Bobby was just like feeding into what was going on. Like he was just he was like stoking the fire that was dusty dusty like getting mad about these moves mm-hmm. and yeah like that and to me that was just so funny. He's like oh the ru- a Russian leg sweep and then he calls like a rush of adrenaline. He's like did you call it Russian adrenaline? <laughs> That's so funny the Russian adrenaline. Well let's let's waste no more time here. Let's d- deep dive right into this first match, shall we? Let's dig into it, baby. Yeah, let's let's get there.
uh, first match, uh, we've got Chris Benoit versus Jushin Thunder Liger. Hey, Jake, uh, right that, was by... a, that was a really good job, but you got a pretty big weapon in Kyle to announce your matches. Oh, Shall you use it? Uh, oof. Oof. Yes. Yes, I will. Kyle. Okay. <clears throat> hey, guys. Jushin Thunder Liger versus Chris <laughs> Benoit. Let's go. No. Wait, that was the, that was the new Japan intro. There you go. Jushin Thunder Liger. Chris Benoit. There you go. There's your J- Japanese opening. That's actually really good. <laughs> Government shutdown. Like I, I could have swore that was like the G1 Summit like championship match right there. <laughs> so, so the story we've got going through this entire, like one of the main storylines we've got going through this show is that uh, Bobby the Brain has been paid off by New Japan and he is openly rooting for him throughout the course of the match, or if, excuse me, through the course of the show, even though he constantly denies it. Um, at one point, Shivani says to him like, oh, hey, are you, uh, you've got all these diamonds and rings and all that? And he's like, well, they didn't give all that to me. I had a lot of that before. <laughs> and just like little things like that. And, and Tony's like, oh, keep talking. You'll tell it all to us. But anyway, so I, I just wanted to, to give that a little bit of intro because like throughout the course of the show, Bobby Brain is going to be very, very uh, friendly to New Japan. And it's, it comes across as it's, it's really good. Um, but like starting this match off, you get a little bit of back and forth. Uh, I, I really like the head scissor takeover out of the test of strength. It's something I hadn't seen before. Um, oh, I forgot. Right, like in, almost immediately, you get a rolling senton off the apron uh, to the outside from Jushin Thunder Liger, which is kind of one of his his go to moves. And I was like, oh yeah, this is exactly. I, I remember seeing this, and it was it was really cool to actually get to see it um, happen in real life. So I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's all but weird. yeah, yeah, it's this match. It's just kind of back and forth early on as you see the guys kind of kind of feel each other out what what you guys think early on like seeing benoit it, it's always interesting to see him work especially so young um but what'd you guys think of this like the early stages of this match how they were setting it up i thought it was really good honestly like the way they're going like the pacing and all that stuff it reminded me of like something you'd see today like modern wrestling yeah i think i think it's a good way to put it. it's a, a little bit ahead of his time um mm-hmm, definitely what one of my favorite parts of the early stages of the match before before Benoit starts working heel, um, he he gets a tilt a whirl backbreaker on Liger and the worst haircut in the building like jumps up. It's the most exciting thing he sees all night. It's like, do you guys remember um, Brad from Home Improvement? Yes, I yeah, I remember. So, Who is this Brad? So, One of the sons. Brad, yeah, the oldest son, Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor Thomas. Like when no. he was younger and he had the bigger mullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this is like this is like the top knot, but a top knot like straight ponytail. <laughs> I did not notice this kid. Oh man, it's like a mullet ponytail almost. It is like one of the worst things I've seen in a long time. He he loved the Tilt the World Backbreaker. Um so after this, like Benoit starts getting out wrestled by Liger. Um, and so Benoit starts starts cheating, starts throwing the kicks, starts getting in there, and the whole time you've got 
Liger, who's who's acting cocky, not really putting a lot of respect into the pins, clearly trying to exhibit that he's a better wrestler and, and making Benoit more and more angry as, as time progresses. Um, probably my best, probably my favorite part of this match is just how how absurd they get about the bow and arrow. It's like as soon as Liger puts uh, Benoit into the bow and arrow stretch, it's just, oh, he's got a bow and arrow him. He's got a bow and arrow him. And then Bobby the Brain just yells, that hurts you in like 17 different places. It's like whenever they see these sorts of moves, they just scream about them. It reminded me of the the Indian Deathlock with Triple H and, and JR. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, God, I have. Sorry. <laughs> I said they don't do it like they used to no more. Yeah, they, they don't uh, as an Indian death lock I haven't seen that since 1991 <laughs> but yeah they, they absolutely freak out uh, let's see they, they get up and they do a superplex and one and like this is kind of a theme throughout the night that I noticed is that going to the top rope like the wrestlers don't like they don't take their time at all they like get up to the top and jump almost as quickly as they can. There's like no setup and it kind of looks a little dangerous, but at the same time, like it kind of puts everything over because they're, they're doing it reactionarily, not like, okay, now I go climb to the top and I wait for him to stand. And now that he's standing, I can jump. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, Agreed. get to the top, yeah. grab, grab him and flip him as fast as I can. Cause he, he's not ready for it. Tell him again. Yeah. So go I don't know. Get. I just go, go get. on and get. Oh, I forgot to mention. Um, they said uh, Jushin Thunder Liger was from uh, Yamaguchi, Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I said Yamaguchi, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so lame. I, oh my I actually watched God, this Kane, with, would you stop? I actually watched some of this with Stephanie. And uh, after I made that joke, I said, that's Jushin Thunder Liger. And she says, I can't believe you just said that. And I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like Yamaguchi. I'm just like, I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, that guy's name, and I'm like, now nah, I really don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. she goes, Jushin Cooter Liger. You think that's funny? <laughs> that's not, like, that's not at all what I said. You know, you know, um, you know sometimes, sometimes you hear what you want to hear. Jushin Cooter Liger. She was convinced I said Jushin Cooter Liger. I'm just like, I never said that, but that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually got to see old uh, T JCL Shane Cooter. Uh, he's I I got to see him uh, wrestle against Brian Pillman Jr., which was actually really really cool. And uh, he didn't have a lot of the repertoire that you saw in this match. Um, one point I, I forgot to mention, he goes for the, the to dive to the outside and then does the um, ro- uh, legs on the ropes. Oh ho ho! I wasn't gonna do it. Move, and I don't know. I thought that was that was really cool. A lot of per- there's a lot of personality uh, coming out of Liger. That I mean, even with a mask, he, he gets a lot across. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird to see Liger work in heel, though. <laughs> yeah, like to the crowd, but like in, as far as the match goes, he was the psychological face. Like, he was he was the more talented wrestler uh, mm-hmm. through, throughout the course of the match. Um, but we get we get a visual pin for Benoit as uh, Kevin Sullivan comes running out, the Taskmaster, um, and and here we have a little bit of real life intertwining with uh, with wrestlers because uh, you guys know about Nancy Sullivan. 
Of course. Uh, Kyle, you know you know about Nancy? Mm-mm. Can't say I do. Well, Nancy Sullivan um, was the the ex-wife of. Uh, well, at this point, they're they're still seeing each other. But Chris Benoit essentially took Kevin Sullivan's wife, um, and oh. so there's this. There ended up being a storyline back and forth between the two of them. Um, and at this point, you get a little bit of intertwining with that. Uh, him jumping out and and messing with with Benoit. Uh, it, and so we're intertwining real life with these storylines, and it's just a little messy. Um, but overall, Liger gets the pin and uh, 1-0 New Japan. What would you guys think? I thought it was a really solid opener. I really enjoyed it. Like I was like, expected it to be good, because as soon as it was like Chris Benoit versus Jushin Thunder Liger, I was like, oh, dang. I stood up. Like, that's a match. That's an opener, baby. Yeah. That's a match made in heaven. Yeah, I liked it. it well, was... now it is. <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, it's not. Anyway, I can't <laughs> say it was as good as my favorite Big Show match, but it was pretty okay. Man, yeah, it's, it's no Big Show match, or uh, excuse me, Giant. It's no Giant match. <laughs> uh, no, but is he even in WCW at this point? I don't think so. Yeah, he's coming. The Giant's coming. But. Um... You know, it obviously wasn't like the best in the world because they only had ten minutes. But this, I think, little things like you saw in this match proves how good Chris Benoit is, and just that he is or could be legitimately viewed as best in the world. Oh um, yeah, so, it's it's good. You know, I I can't even pretend to give it a thumbs down or thumbs in the middle. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty pretty consistent. Thumbs up for me too, just because I mean, what you said, thumbs up. That, I'm giving it thumbs, thumbs up, down. man. No, I yeah. can't. Thumbs up for me, too. I couldn't possibly agree with you, Jake. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, thumbs up all the way across. I, I just, I, I like it. It's a good start. And yeah, I, uh, both of these guys are incredibly talented. Uh, and uh, immediately after this, we go to Mean Gene with who I like to call Edward Guerrero. Oh, boy. <laughs> this was something else, wasn't it? It was so weird. <laughs> Because like we're like again the juxtaposition we're used to seeing right now in the the ruthless timeline we've got lie cheat and steal Eddie Guerrero and to go back at this point and see Edward Guerrero who is a white meat baby face this is so the funny white meat baby face is like uh yeah I'm, I'm really excited to be here uh, in the WCW and uh, being part of this competition uh, I'm just hoping to do everybody proud. Because uh, that's who I'm here for. I'm here to rep fans. Of or, the, what if in the, what if the right? middle of that he goes, No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm dead. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm very happy to part. be representing the World Cup in WCW. It's so freaking weird. And then, like, someone opens the door because you can see the mirrors behind them. Like, someone opens the door trying to walk into the in the middle of the promo because <laughs> their turn's up next. And like you see him get distracted for a second, and then like the door shuts really quick. And Mean Gene has that "I'm actually kind of mad" face. <laughs> I did not notice that. Yeah, I, I, I was totally like, um, who was it? Uh, Road Warrior Hawk comes in behind Vader. I think I forget who it is, but there's like a an infamous botch where there's an interview happening. Hawk comes out, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" and just to- immediately retreats. <laughs> That, I mean that that doesn't surprise me. I mean, especially because you know one of the one of the great things about this event is that you can all you can tell it's all kind of happening on the fly. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's honestly like, one of the things I loved about it is it's just not like a big structured sports entertainment thing. Like it was all just as it happened. It felt very like raw and real, you know? Yeah. They're like, okay, well now, now we're going back to, to being Gene with this now. Okay. Well now we're back out in the match. And like the pacing at the beginning of this event was so perfect. Like, I just wish, I wish when they got back into the WCW stuff that it would have kept that same style pacing. Uh, but we'll get to that. Yeah. No, we won't. Uh, right. This is the end of the episode. <laughs> the, the end. This is this is the last time I'm allowed to help him. Uh, so. <laughs> The next match uh, coming up, we have Koji Kanemoto versus Alex Wright. Um, and at this point, I want to note that even though WCW is being represented by the American flag, they have had a Canadian and a German representative. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I was disappointed because Alex Wright didn't do his little dance. Well, he hasn't learned Who it yet. Alex Wright. Came out with a jacket though. Yeah, I, I popped for him. I didn't expect him to be on the card. I just kind of watched it without any background. Alex I was like, Wright. That's what the kid. That's what the kid. <laughs> here, here is here is like okay. You know how I mentioned I have very limited WC. The video game. Uh, he always mesmerized me because if you ever played the the Nitro game for PlayStation, each wrestler had like their own little video. And his was just so captivating. He's like, that super kid, Alex, right? You pick me, I'm the best in the world. Insane. <laughs> and then you pick Kevin Ash and he goes, can I beat the big sexy? No, actually, his was one of the best ones too. Because he'd be like, hey, just pick somebody else. Just go pick Hogan. Pick Who cares? Just go on. Like, just Don't pick him. That's what he'd want you to do. You're next, the, and the Rick, they have like they have Raven, and you you don't pick him, and he just he, what about me? What about Raven? The one I'd always watch over and over again was Rick Flair. He's like, you picked the nature boy, Rick Flair. You better watch style and profile. Woo! <laughs> it was like five seconds. It was just him having a freaking fever. Anyways, anyways, so, we have a match to talk about, folks. So they call yeah. Lex Luger the total package, right? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Alex Wright gave him a good run for his money in this match. If you get my dream. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> well, yeah, he, we know he, what's on he, Levi's mind. He's Yeah, he definitely was billed from Vienna um, coming into this match. <laughs> but uh, speaking of... Speaking are are of you guys things, talking about Packers? <laughs> <laughs> he was from Megaschlong, Germany. <laughs> uh, also... Uh, he has the longest legs possibly in the history of wrestling. So, I mean, Wright starts off with a, with a really nice dive over the top. Um, I don't know. Like I felt like Kanemoto's offense, like once he started firing up, it was just, it was kind of weird. It just looked awkward. <laughs> like what'd you, what'd you guys, like, it just, it didn't really go with, with Wright's style. Like they just didn't seem to, to blow. Yeah, it was a Styles clash the whole way through for me. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like 
slow. It, it, at the very least, it made me wonder who the hell's top, but I don't know. It was it was some. Uh, Bobby the Brain with the call of the match. Uh, when he says, "You don't have to yell at me. I'm not blind." Which is just, <laughs> so which good. I thought was was pretty good. Uh, match actually, it gets very physical. Like you can see the stiffness really pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those some of those heel kicks were definitely connecting. Uh, Alex Wright gets pissed at one point. Like you can see it in his face. He's like, "That one not supposed to come through like that." Um, and so he like he tries to fire back up, but like Kanemoto just kind of starts no selling, and like that's you see some of that political tension right there from NJPW. Like I don't want to. It's a World Cup. Stuff. Yeah, like um, someone should have told Alex it, Wright to wear a World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but like oh, for, for me, like the how stiff the match got, and like you can call it strong how, how style. Stiff Alex Wright was. <laughs> <laughs> He hit him like yeah, I could just hear Jim Ross. He hit him so hard he knocked his dick stiff. Oh, see, oh, there God. it is. <laughs> but uh yes. Um also there was there was one one thing they were there was a comment where this guy was they've been out training in the Smoky Mountains and Tony Schiavone yells gleefully, No one wrestles in the Smoky Mountains. Well, the background to that being that Smoky Mountain Wrestling, run by Jim Cornette, had just closed earlier that month. Oh, oh. shots fired! Yeah, so it was definitely a shot at at old J- uh, James E. and Smoky Mountain Wrestling for, for closing up shop. Dang, uh, that's that's a pretty that was a, that's probably the stiffest shot of the match. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see Alex right? That's, that's our Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. Hey, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. That's still coming. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's there okay. I think the stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Like they they look for a double drop kick a couple times, and they just kind of like kick each other's feet. And I don't know that that didn't work for me. That looked that was dumb. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, they they go to a jawbreaker. Uh, excuse me, Kanemoto goes for a jawbreaker, flips over into a pin. Uh, one, two, three. That that's it for me. Thumbs down. Yeah, I give it a thumbs down as well. It was, you know, very like average stuff. And then where they messed up, it was very glaring. So it just didn't do it for me either. Thumbs down. I don't know. I guess coming off Liger Benoit, I was kind of like, oh, that was good. Yeah, I like that. And then going on to this, it was just kind of different. Uh, it wasn't great, but I didn't hate it as much as you guys, I guess. I, I kind of give it more like thumbs middle. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was all right. It was watchable. I was like, that's cool. Alex Wright, you're silly. I'll give you a middle thumb. A middle thumb. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's what's? I just found a little bit humorous is... I did. It wasn't good. Like the comment you just made is totally a third man snipe comment that I would make if I wasn't hosting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, Levi's sliding into the J position. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, we hey, go before backstage. Before you leave, again. I have to ask: Are you a virgin? Are you a virgin? No. <laughs> How do you like it? So uh, we go again backstage to to mean Gene. This time with Sunny Ona. And if you guys have not gotten to experience the greatness of Sonny Ono, this is a crash course in it right off the bat. Just really, really great stuff. But before we get there, Mean Gene puts over the hotline because, of course, he does because he's getting paid Attention on hotline it. hotline fans. 
the for hotline yeah all the hotline fans out there one nine hundred nine oh nine ninety nine hundred but I have to remind um, you that this is no longer an active number, despite the fact that they left in him saying the number. <laughs> yes, yes, this is true. Uh, but they do we're say gonna that... call it live on air. No, live on air. Uh, yeah, do do do. We're sorry. Hey, this who was his, who was Mean Gene's good friend that was in charge <laughs> of his hotline? Oh, the 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 crap the crap in his suit, Mark. <laughs> Oh, even back then, I had no idea he was with the company this early. Well, yeah, he's just like doing writing and stuff because he's a newspaper writer at this point. Um, but so Sonny Ono comes out and he said, you know, he does the whole everything has a price. Basically, this is America. Everything has a price. You know, maybe we buy Iowa. And like that was like he's like, we're going to buy WCW. And then after that, maybe Iowa. <laughs> and Mean Gene just like, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know. WCW is not for sale. I don't know about Iowa. Blah blah blah. And just like going off. I'm like, gee, this is this is perfect. That was uh, great. <laughs> That's like I added Iowa. It's like really of all places. It's just like because it's just the the most middle America possible, I'm right? Like, no, so no, my middle America get. <laughs> he, he puts over having friends in the Dungeon of Doom, uh, referencing the what happened with Kevin Sullivan, um, and then. The best, the, the best part is Gene says, "Oh no!" and Sonny Ono immediately, "Oh no, my name!" Yeah, and so <laughs> immediately starts acting like he can't understand what Mean Gene is saying, and Gene breaks character and says, "Don't you start working with me!" And then he drops an mf'er. He's like, "Don't you start working with me, you little!" And then, like they bleep it out on the network, but you can definitely read lips and, and catch what he's saying to him. Oh, geez, I missed that. <laughs> Me too. What the hell, Gene? Is he just he just didn't like being joked around with? Well, someone got one over on Gene, and Gene, Gene's <laughs> usually the one in charge there, so he, he didn't enjoy it. I don't know, man. That uh, seems it's like it's, it's makes me think of seeing those like backstage blooper stuff uh, with Gene, where like somebody is like that that had that cigarette. It's like put that damn thing out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the best one when he was in WCW though is like the the whole thing, like the the logo for the show behind him, like fell off the wall. Yeah, and he just drops it. Pardon me, because I just have to say, it. like he just turns around, and he's like, "Fuck it." But classic Gene. So uh, we go from that. Our next match uh, now with the scoreboard is 2-0 New Japan, um, and it's a best of seven. I don't think I, I think I neglected to mention that. But so you know, best of seven uh, to to win the, the World Cup, and right now it's 2-0. So not looking good. Uh, but here comes big old Lex Luger. Come on, America! <laughs> Come on, like uh, America, Lex Luger, they go hand in hand. Um, and he's going to go up against Masahiro Chono. And, oh, no, uh, it's Chono. 
And and speaking of yes, here comes Moth, uh, oh, Sunny Ono again for the third time tonight. No, he's, no. <laughs> he's the only one. I think Jimmy's mad about that. We'll see that later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, interesting. Uh, we'll we'll play uh, ruthless trivia here. Uh, uh, Levi, can you hit me with some ruthless trivia music? Welcome to Ruthless Trivia. <laughs> Get out the way. All right, thank you. Masachono, um, big time NJPW star. Uh, can you tell me the city he was born in? Uh, y- Yokohama, Japan? Incorrect. Levi, your guess. Detroit, uh, Michigan. Birmingham, you already had a guess. Alabama. Both incorrect. Masahiro Chono was born in Seattle, Washington. Oh! So, hey, shout out Northwest. Uh, some of that uh, Northwest territory getting back in the business here. I feel bad for so, him. Yeah. So, check that out. <laughs> Excuse go me. eat some uh, Ezales chicken. Eat some Ezales chicken. Well, now he's in Japan, so he you know, has sushi and all that. Oh, I don't think they have Ezales in Japan. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we get a big military press from Lex, and, and he like he's got the fans behind him. Maybe more in this event than than maybe anywhere else during his run in WCW, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's you know. Representing America, uh, he's a good old boy. <laughs> exactly. So, so he's got you know he's got the people's attention. Um, but when he does that military press, like Chono's two hundred and twelve pounds, like that's pretty impressive to get up above your head like that. Because like once you get above your shoulders, like that's a dead weight lift. Like he mm-hmm. can't help you with. It. That's a big beefy the, brawl. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Just geez, the the massive power of the total package. Hey, what was Lex yeah, Luger's? I mean, there, yeah, it's, that's what got him over. I mean, the look in the military press, and honestly, it was good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's it's uh, he he eats a mafia kick, eats a couple of them, and I, I feel like somewhere a little little Vito was like, "Oh, I'm gonna use that move. I'm call it the mafia kick too." I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it for me, Scamaraducci. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so this match is is uh, strength versus guile. Like Lex is definitely stronger than Chono, and and Chono's just trying to to kind of get escape and and find the angles. But like it, you know, Luger doesn't want to play that way. Um, but it just, you know, it's back and forth, and Luger eventually gets the upper hand with a big elbow, picks him up, puts him in the torture rack, and and that's one of the more over moves in, in WCW. So I mean, he's he's definitely tapping to that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Two, two, one. WCW's on the board, giving Come the people on, some America, hope. We can get. <laughs> we can go. We can do it, USA. I was, I was honestly sweating at this point. I'm like, can we get it? Can we get it? Can we get back? Because <laughs> you know, I mean, as is traditional, it like you don't really come back from three zero. Mm-hmm. If they went down three zero, like you, you guys know sports well enough to know that's something of a death knell. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what'd you guys think? For me, this is kind of average. Thumbs in the middle for me. It's okay. Yeah. Like it's the best Lex match I've seen in a long time, but that doesn't mean it's good. 
Yeah, for me, yeah, definitely thumbs in the middle. Like one thing, like looking back in this match and in matches with uh, like coming up with Sting and uh, Rick, it's like you kind of feel like they're not really giving it their all because they have to wrestle again later where it's a bit more important. And that's how I felt during this one. Uh, You know, a couple big beefy dudes brawling. Torture Rack was cool. And Chono's STF was pretty solid. It was way better than John Cena's. So, oh, yeah, I forgot to I forgot the to put over for the STF. Like it was definitely like that actually looked like it hurts. Yeah. Honestly, like when people criticize Cena's, I never really understood it until watching this pay-per-view. Oh, that's what it really is supposed to look like. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, I give Levi, it a what thumb- say you? I give it a thumbs in the middle because of all those things that you said. <laughs> no, we just completely <laughs> there's not really much to say. You know, it's no, the two not. big old beefy dudes. Man, you don't get any beefier than Lex the 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 total package beef. as it were uh, the total beef boy luger yeah yeah not, not really to say um i think this is my first is it... in a long time that is observation of the torture rack and <laughs> looks a little silly but also really yeah. cool at the uh, same time mm-hmm. i would say that this the that watching uh this match is like eating at art because it's all beef <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So what? What does the the uh, the torture rack <laughs> like? What is that hurting? Like the entire body? Well, yeah. Midsection. Well, it's uh, yeah. It's a it's a spine move. Like it it's uh working. Oh well, I guess we'll just ask Siri then. I don't know why my phone just. Dis- I think my phone just was like, did I? But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a back move and abdomen and you know it's you know it's a the tortures your whole body so and, and he's strong enough to get you up and get you in it so yeah that's that one thing is for sure if anyone can put you in the rack it's lex snicky bell lex <laughs> so again like we're i'm not, uh like you mentioned something about um guys having to work twice in the same night yeah. i think that that honestly speaks a little bit to how just like how shallow the the depth the depth of the talent pool is at WCW right now because not only could they really put on a pay per view on their own they have NJPW there to help them and they have everybody working double duty yeah honestly it was really weird later on they played like a promotional thing was it Starcades the next big pay per view yeah, I think or was no, it Super Brawl oh yeah Super this is Starcade what am I talking about it's Super Brawl <laughs> I'm stupid but uh. Yeah, it was like they were playing a big thing for Super Brawl, and it felt like that was like, oh, we're talking about Hogan and all these other dudes, and it just seemed like, in comparison, like, is this even the main pay-per-view, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, Hogan was, I think he was off filming something during this point, so he was serving a kayfabe suspension. I guess, just in comparison to what we're doing right now, where it's like this weird World Cup, half-Japanese talent thing, and then we're just getting this revolving kind of limited roster from the WCW guys. It just it feels like very odd in contrast. Yeah. With that's fair. With a super duper brawl. Yeah, Hulk Hogan was suspended for illegal postamania sales. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had uh mean gene burgers right next to Postamania and they, they weren't getting along. <laughs> Alright Jake, um, I need you to tell us what it would be like if oh. or when rather Hulk Hogan gave thirty second ads Apostomate. Go. Well, hey there, brother. Are you looking for something to eat? Are you hungry? Are you in the mall? Apostomania, brother. 
We got everything. You pick the pasta. You pick the sauce. You pick the topping. Put it all there, and you... Brother, you drop the leg on that big, nasty, mean, giant hunger that you feel inside of you, and you put it down with Pasta Mania, brother. Pasta Mania will live forever, brother. Hey, let's just go to Sabaro. That place sounds stupid. <laughs> I'm going to go to Mean Jeans instead. What do they sell at Mean Jeans? Burgers. <laughs> Very nice, Jake. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that, was, uh, that one hurt a little bit. Um, so, speaking what, of because Mean the, Jeans. The, the wound of Pasta Mania not being alive anymore hurts? Is that why it hurts? Yes. Yeah, that's that's what hurts. That's specifically what hurts. Leave the memories alone. Touch my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to Gene with Sting, um, who announces that the title will not be up for grabs tonight. And man, I cannot wait for the for Surfer Sting to go away. Like every time I see Surfer Sting, <laughs> he's just. Like all the faces on this show, they're just all so like squeaky clean and trying to be nice to each other and like trying to act like they're mad at each other, but like we're f- still friends, dude. I I just it it gets to me and it, it, like it just reminds me it's like this is why you need heels. Like you <laughs> like, you can't have everyone be a face and then have all of those faces come together to have a match to decide the championship. Like Randy Savage, face champion, going up against Ric Flair, who's the only heel working tonight, but he's but he's in Nashville, so everyone loves him because you're. I mean, it's not North Carolina, but come on, Tennessee's Flair country too. I don't know. I want to be honest. I kind of like it. I don't know. It's, it, to me, it just kind of felt like the characters had a bit more depth. But I mean, that's just surface level. God knows if I had to watch this a lot, it would get tiring. But I honestly, I still, still, I actually really love the intensity of old Surfer Sting. He's just fun. He's he's a little goofy. I I get it, but like some like he always has lot like at least one cringe worthy line in every promo. And in this one, he said, "quote I want you so bad I can taste you." That was awkward. That's very <laughs> weird. I backed it up. I'm like, did I just hear that correctly? Especially when he started like licking his lips and saying, nummy, nummy. I want you. I want to taste you. You know, he reminded me a lot of uh, white meat baby face Shawn Michaels here. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that definitely. And I'm like, this is pretty much the same guy. (laughs) And uh, you guys notice, because I like, once I noticed something, stop looking mirror and seeing what i could see um you see eddie guerrero's jacket hanging in the background there mm-hmm. you guys notice eddie's jacket yes Mm-mm, i didn't notice that oh i did is there so uh from from this point we go to uh, the promo for super brawl and like you said it's putting over the, the return of hulk hogan come on down and check it out big sweaty men will fight each other brother uh, brother <laughs> hulk Hulk Hogan will Hulk return. Hulk Hogan, what's no, back? No, we're not doing this. Stop. Hey, folks, if Hulk Hogan was going to be back. <laughs> so anyway, uh, then we have Jimmy Hart, who's yeah, he's trying to he's trying to play both sides. Uh, classic Jimmy Hart, just trying to be Jimmy. Um, Eddie's jacket's gone, so we know what's coming up soon. Oh shoot, I skipped. I'm sorry, I skipped a match and. There's a reason for it. It's bad. Um, <laughs> anyway. 
Johnny B. Bad versus Masa Saito. Oh, jeez. Oh, man, I wish you stayed forgotten about. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just, let's, like, this is, let's get racist. Let's get racist. So the Diamond Doll comes out and just, like, after for no reason just yells, well, listen here, hop sing. And, like, the guys try to put it over, ah, from Bonanza! And, like, she's trying to act like it's the funniest line she's ever said. And and though, to be fair, it may be the funniest thing she has ever said, because she's not funny. <laughs> so, so what is the reference? Hop Singh was the, um, the loyal servant at, um, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the ranch on Bonanza. But yeah, the ranch on Bonanza. Bonanza. Big juicy yeah. ranch, yeah, big juicy ranch. But yeah, it was yeah. It, it's just a it's a super old, super super racist reference. And then afterwards, she kept calling him Chinese. It was like a double she racist. Just, she does her eyes yeah. like like you do. <laughs> started doing her eyes, and then like started like bowing. Like she's like yeah. getting really over the top with it. Yeah, she like she basically tries to say that you know she ain't no geisha girl and. If this is a place for men, what are you doing here? Oh, burn! Oh, burn! And like that was probably like the only decent burn of her promo, because like that is actually a decent burn, not a good one. Decent. But, yeah, and then I, I'm just trying to delay talking about this match. Um, <laughs> it's your favorite, though, baby. But Saito, he's just a big grindy boy, and it's just a big grindy match, and. Mm-hmm. Sonny Uno cheats a bunch. <laughs> like Johnny P. Pat, I forgot about this reading my notes. He goes to do the double sledge off the second row. He's like, he like does a spread eagle leg kick thing. Yeah. <laughs> he kicks both his legs out to the side, like wee, as he comes down. You silly boy. Why is that the most Mark Marrow thing ever? Oh God, Mark Marco. It's TKO time. I gotta say, like, this match was the first of a few times when, I don't know if there's miscommunication between Japanese talent and American refs, but, like, they're a little lenient on rules. Like, there's a point when Saito is, like, clearly holding bad on the ropes for longer than a five count, and the ref just stops, and it's like, hey, cut it out, and then starts counting again. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't, I didn't notice that, but, or I did notice it, but I hadn't. But it's like, you kind of wonder, it, like, you can excuse that because you're like, oh, well, we already know that Heenan's paid off. Who mm-hmm. else has paid off? Yeah, and, and, so, Heenan, and Heenan would be like, I need to get Grace, I need to get like 15, 25 counts. It's like, you're not making this any better. <laughs> now, Levi, I know you had some heat um, about the appearance of one of <laughs> one of these referees. and I, I just want to, uh, I'm going to give you the floor, sir. Take it, take that floor. Uh, Talk much- to us. <laughs> Tell me you say, but uh, I mean, they. I was gonna save this for the next match because I think he's in the the Eddie and Otani match and um, Otani the Hatari match. Oh geez, I don't even know his name, but um, if I never see him again, uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, Basically, think of Post Malone. Okay, now take away (laughs) take away all the tattoos. It's this guy with uh, um. Very thick caterpillar mustache, uh, presumably some facial acne, which you know it is what it is. But uh, 
this haircut that this man had was like a mullet and straight across bangs, like all in one. It was this man was completely ugly and repulsive. <laughs> That's all and, Kenny Powers, Randy Ellers. Oh jeez. Yeah, and I have more words in the Eddie Guerrero match, but uh for now it's just that that man was just so ugly and I just kept staring at him and every time I saw him, good gosh. <laughs> I, I think I know what you're going to talk about with, with Randy Eller, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> so, But we do get this uh, Ere and Otane match. Otane uh, match. But first we get uh, Jimmy Hart trying to play both sides uh, against... Wait, did we finish the Johnny B. Bad? Oh, we, we never finished Johnny B. Bad. Oh. <laughs> because yeah. I have words for that. Uh, tops. Yeah, that, oops, for, I forgot. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> no, let's see here. Let me get back to my notes. Well, well, basically, all you have to I, say is uh, Johnny B. Bag gets sent over the top rope, and that's a disqualification. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that oh, was. This where the, yeah, that's. I forget. That's where this disqualification was. Yeah, that confused was, me real bad. So that that goes back to the old Jim Hurd era rules, Jim where Turd. if you went over, the, yeah, seriously, but um, where if you went back, if you went over the top rope, it was you know you were disqualified. You, it was just a, an attempt to go back to old timey wrestling. Um, and if there's anything we've learned about wrestling is that going back to old timey wrestling doesn't work. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a really, really bad finish. I put a big down. So I'm going to say this was my brother match of the night. Oh, no. uh, yeah, this is uh, this match is brother sucks. <laughs> It wasn't quite that bad for me, but it was thumbs down, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like hate it or anything. I don't know if I can see I where one like the, would hate it though. I, I'd give I give it like the very mildest thumbs down, kind of between middle down. You know, I didn't hate it. I thought it was entertaining enough, but yeah, the I, the, I, the ending. I don't know. I guess down just because that ending was crap. That was so confusing. I think part of the issue for me is I've seen too many Bo- uh, Bobby B. Bad, uh, Johnny B. Mm-hmm. Bad matches. And so I just, I'm just, every time I see him with the stupid bad blasters and the stupid cape, it's just like, ah, go away. I thought I, he had I, quite I, a unique look, actually. He did, and it got him over. I just, I've seen it too much. I'm tired of it. In the words of Bruce Pritchard, huh? and then that bell had to ring. Mm-hmm. Well, at least he, at least he knew how to get hot chicks and get them jobs. And then married to Brock Lesnar. Yay! He looks like a, a fake man now. Like an alien <laughs> pretending to be a human. He's an yeah. alien. He's a space alien. You know, so just, anyway. Alright listeners, I, this is what I want you to do. I want you to put your hands on your face and spread your skin back. And that's probably what it feels like to be Mark Merrill. <laughs> 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 it's like if he sneezes, you know, his, his, his face is just going to explode. When you when you said that this description, made me think of uh, Men in Black. He has like the, the alien has the skin <laughs> on and he pulls it out. Is that better? But all all you know, all joking aside, Mark Marrow does a lot of good for a lot of people. Um, he's a motiv- motivizer um, and uh, religious now. So good he, good for him. Cool. He's he's, he's cool. helping people. So good for him. Um, and, and he cooks dinner for Brock and Sable on the side. That's a very nice guy. How, how nice mm-hmm. of him.
So we've got Otane versus Eddie. And this is, I mean, I, I like this. I'm just right off the top. I like this match a lot, um, especially to just open up with with some really nice mat wrestling. It's just, it's good stuff. Good stuff to start mm -hmm. off. I got, I got to say, like, I really, I'm so used to seeing lie cheat steal Eddie Guerrero that like seeing ultra babyface Eddie. I don't know. It's fun. I like it. He just seems like such a nice guy. Like if I met him in real life. He's like, hey, everybody, I'm going to kick him. Yeah, kick him, Eddie. All right, here I go. It's so weird because at one point um, later on, it's like I think he do it's after he dove to the outside, he stands up. He's like, yeah, so we do it in the USA or something like that. And it was yeah. like, yeah, this is so weird. I love like, it. Way to go. Way to go. We're a melting pot. We're all accepted here. Yay. Uh, I, I find it like um, Tony tries to put over that the WCW is going to have a car in a NASCAR race um, and brain just refuses to put it over. <laughs> he's just like, what is that? Like a demolition derby? Like, what are we doing? And he just absolutely refuses to like, give it any credence of any sort. And it's just like, Oh, that low class is like, he's healing so hard on, because he knows that the people watching at home are like, no, no, no. Bush series is serious. <laughs> I don't remember if it was this match or a later match, but somewhere around this time, Dusty and Bobby are going back and forth. And, uh, I don't remember exactly what was said, but Bobby was like, you know, heckling Dusty, and Tony's like, will you stop, or something like that. And uh, Bobby's like, can I ask him a question? And he's like, I was spotted to you. He's like, yeah, he responded to you. And he goes... I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was this one. I remember particularly in this match, just absolutely between Dusty and, and Brain. It was great. This, unfortunately, was a match for me that bored me uh, without giving too much of my, you know, in-depth analysis. But, uh, you know, I was just trying to, like, focus on the match, just, like, really pay attention. And that line took me out. It's like, I can't <laughs> understand him. <laughs> Oh man! But, I love I love I love when they they just give uh, Dusty little jabs like that. Like he'd be saying something, and then Shivani's like, gonna be like, "No, I, I understood that time. Don't worry." <laughs> <You know? laughs> one of one of my I forgot um, the first with the first Sunny Ono thing. Another way that they they just tweak Dusty is Bobby the Brain like says, "Well, did you hear him? He they might you know they might buy Texas," and he just listens. Like, Don't you get started on Texas, Bobby. <laughs> Every three-man booth emulate this style. It's the perfect style. It's perfect, but they never can because they'll never mm -mm. duplicate Bobby and Dusty. Mm -mm. I mean, they were just—they were perfect. They were the perfect foils for one another. Well, I mean, how many ad reads did they do? You know, how None. many ad reads they exactly. do? Exactly. They focused <laughs> on the wrestling. It's it's weird but yeah i mean like you said this match is good but it's like it's nothing special um it's like i saw eddie eddie pulled out the brain buster and i realized i'm like man chavo's brain buster is just a little bit better well hmm. you know forget the wrestling the thing that took away from this match for me was uh dusty Rhodes saying oh tonne oh <laughs> i love it there's specifically a point yeah he loves saying that because it's so hard for him to say he thought it was crazy and at one point he made the observation he's like yeah back then in the production meeting you know I, we were talking it over and i was saying otani otani and people kept thinking i was ordering a drink they kept thinking i was ordering hot toddies hot toddies <laughs> it was so funny 
He sounds like Mike Tyson a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> honestly. Oh, one thing I noticed is um, Otani, they spelled his last name wrong in the title card. They put an extra O, so it was Utani. Because <laughs> I was looking at that, I was like, that's not right. And I went and double-checked. Yeah, they're just stupid. Yeah, Dusty they Rose do that just drove me crazy. What's up? I was just saying, Dusty Rose just drove me crazy how much he oh, no, kept... I, I, I loved it. Uh, my wife was listening over my shoulder to this, and she was just laughing at Dusty. She loved him. I well, we do have, we have some important people. <laughs> 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 I'm silly. I won't get you. I'm going to come over the car and slap you in the head. Well, we got some business to get to in this match before we get out of it. Um, I, I really, really liked Otane's super long drop kick that went almost the full length of the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh that was that was really cool. Um, also, we have Eddie Guerrero going off the top rope to the outside with a springboard, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is our Pepsi Blue Splash <laughs> of the Night. Yeah, Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. And now it's time for the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. So there we go. I got to. I got oh, wait, to wait, 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 wait. It's too early for Pepsi Blue. It's the Crystal Pepsi. Uh, something of the night, whatever. It's, it's Crystal there, Pepsi. Hey, it's never too early for Pepsi Blue, baby. <laughs> Pepsi Blue. Okay, fine. We'll still leave uh, Pepsi Blue. Last, last bit about this match. Uh, Randy Ellers with the flutter hand pinfall. Like when he's counting three, he like whips his hand back and forth a few times before coming down, and it looks really, really awkward. Dude, he sucks. His three counts were slow. And, until they weren't. Yeah, but we'll, yeah, it was very weird. we'll get to that in a in sec, this, I suppose. In this match again, uh, I think Otani had Eddie in like a hold or something, and the ref was really generous on that five count. Yeah, so this match goes reverse, 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 reverse. Otani with a pin. Uh, the end. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, me yeah, too. A super fast three count for Otani. Otani. Super fast. But I, I like the whole pin reversal thing. I thought that was fun. I thought the, the pin reversal back and forth was a lot of fun. And Otani, man, that guy can springboard. He did so many springboards off the ropes. It was nuts. I don't know, so man. So what y'all for, think? For me, uh, the Brother Sucks rating is to... Uh, you know, it's it's the ultimate thumbs down, obviously. But for me, it's always been about uh, something that should have lived up to some, to a certain, you know, degree or or goodness. I don't know the word, and it and it falls flat, like every Triple H match that we're reviewing right now. <laughs> so for me, I got to give it a brother sucks. And I don't understand. Wow. Brother I don't, sucks. I've seen reviews of this match. People are like, this is so good. No, I'm sorry. It's not. I was so... I struggled so hard to keep up with uh, Otani. Otani pretty much worked, you know, above the entire match. He was the one working over Eddie. And Eddie would have these short bursts. And then just to have that, you know, fast three count finish. I was like, no. No, it's not for me. It's interesting you bring that up. I, I have this as a note later in the show, but we may as well just address it now. All of WCW's guys work from underneath the entire show. Yes, and that bothered me. Like it, it 
like and when I because I watched the show the first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it, and then I watched it more critically, enjoyed it a little bit less, and then when I had to take notes on it, it was almost painful. But like, I started to notice the formula of every match was the New Japan guys look strong, they beat the crap out of out of the WCW guys, and then the finish happens one way or the other. And, and it's like yeah. here in the middle of the show, they go straight into it, you know. When Sting wrestles, uh, what's his face with the, um, I forget who he is, the bigger dude. Uh, immediately, Sting is working from underneath. You're not. And yeah. then Macho Man wrestles that guy with the mullet. He's immediately underneath. It's just like, come on, guys, do something else. I don't know. Uh, you know, for me, like as, after the last couple matches are kind of like middling, uh, I felt like this was like a step up. I personally enjoyed it because I wasn't looking at it critically or anything like that. And like, this is the first time I've ever seen it. And I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, obviously not the best work from Eddie Guerrero of his career, but just, you know, for just a little match, don't really know anything about Otani or uh, anything. <laughs> I, I I thought it was pretty good. I liked the finish, the whole pin reversal thing. I thought it was fun. So I, I give it a, a little thumbs up. I liked it, actually. <laughs> so kiss my ass, Levi. <laughs> All right. Well, we go, we go backstage Otani. again. Uh, we've got we've got the Macho Man with uh, Gene. And oh, I, I, I love this. <laughs> this is such a good such a good promo. And I had to look. And yes, Toy Story had just come out two months so... prior. <laughs> I thought it was so freaking weird. To Macho Man was it's like to infinity and beyond. Twice <laughs> he worked it in there. I was, I was like, did, was he, like, did he say it first? No. I had the Wouldn't same thought. Like, wait, who said this first? I was like, Toy Story <laughs> reference Macho Man Randy Savage? You know, uh, but anyway, so... Tim Taylor said Hulk it first. Hogan, you know yeah. what? I got a snake in my boots. I'm like, no, oh, come on. <laughs> no, that's Jake Roberts. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Gene, Gene wants to know what kind of state of mind... Uh, he says Hulk Hogan wants to know what kind of... St- state of mind he is and one of the i i thought this was so cool just the way he says tell him i'm in the zone that means and like i felt like that was just so cool dude i thought that was really lame actually i thought it was very stupid i'm gonna be honest i stopped watching the pay-per-view after that No, I, I like this interview. I can't thumbs down Macho Man at all. I, oh, I know we're no. not rating this backstage it. segment, but... At, at this point, how long has he been in WCW? Did he come over? He came over before Hogan. I think he's been here a couple of years. Of- yeah, I to say, he seems like, you know, he's obviously not on the top, but you could tell he's just, he's just enjoying it, you know, being able to wrestle again. He's fun. Yeah. We'll be right back with more Debbie She Debbie right after Sergeant? Yes, sir. Establish a recon post downstairs. Code red, repeat. We are at code red. Recon plan, Charlie. Execute. Move, 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 move. It's a... It's a big one. Walt Disney Pictures presents... Star Command, come in. Do you read me? The story of two toys. Oh, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah. Headed for a showdown. My name is Woody. This is my spot. Ah! I am Buzz Lightyear. 
I come in peace. You are a child's plaything! You are a sad, strange little man. And playing by their own rules. Draw! Fuck me again! I don't like confrontations! Buzz, look an alien! Where? <laughs> You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> Impressive wingspan. Very good. <laughs> oh, what? What? You can't fly. Yes, I can. Can't. Can. Can't. 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 The adventure takes off when toys come to life. To infinity and beyond. Toy Story. Look out! Can. When is too much, too much? To find out, we crammed everything into Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. 60 more levels, massive enemies, huge Yoshi tricks, all served up with the latest graphic technology, Morphmation. Sure you don't have room for another little bonus level? Super Mario World 2, only on the Super NES. Still the big one. Online is making it easier for people to live, work, and play. Hey, Dan, ready for the game? I'm just finishing up here with my new kayaking friends. Kayaking friends on your computer? Yeah, I just got America Online. Sounds great. Listen, I can't go to the game today. What? I've got to send something for my mom's birthday. It's tomorrow. I'll then book plane tickets for our trip next week, and my kids got to go to the library to look up dinosaurs. Hey, we can take care of all that before we go. Yeah, right. Oh, with America Online. America Online can do all that? How about sending your mom some nice flowers? All you do is click on Marketplace, we place an order. Call now for America Online, a new way to use your computer to communicate, have fun, and get instant news and information. Flowers are sent. Now let's access the online travel service. How long have you had this? About a week. And it's so easy. All you do is point and click. But how does it work? All you need is a computer and a regular phone line. They send you the software and give you 10 free hours to check it out. Call now for your free America Online Startup Kit and get free software and 10 free online hours. It's everything you need to get online. Plane tickets are ordered. Now, let's look up dinosaurs. What do you think? Compton's Encyclopedia or National Geographic? You get all that with America Online? Yeah, you can read Business Week Online before it hits the newsstand. Update your stock portfolio every 15 minutes with PC Quote. You can even play fantasy football. Call now for 10 free hours of America Online and get instant access to the worlds of sports, finance, computing, and entertainment. Here come the dinosaurs. I saved you a trip to the library. That's great. Yeah, downloading is easy, too. You know, I can even send email on the Internet. And, of course, there's my personal favorite, live chat. That's how I met my new kayaking buddies. We'll check that out later, after the game. So how do you get America Online? Oh, well, that's easy, too. You just call their 800 number. I gotta check this out. Call 1-800-614-3434 now for your free America Online Startup Kit with free software and 10 free online hours. It's everything you need to get online. So call 1-800-614-3434. Now, Taco Bell brings you all your supreme favorites for free. Sour cream, I want sour cream. 
want to top your tacos, can't you see? And who could forget my tomato? Elsewhere, you'd pay hundreds of dollars for sour cream and tomatoes. But at Taco Bell, they're free when you buy an original 59 cent taco. Taco, 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 taco Taco Bell cashiers are standing by, so order today. But kind of like you said, with the match coming out, we've got Tenstan versus the Macho Man. And again, it's the same formula. Yeah, uh, it felt very standard Macho Man match. So, I mean, yeah, this is just a pretty pretty classic Macho getting beat up match. One of the more infuriating moments on commentary is when they say, we haven't mentioned much that Macho has an injured arm. And I was like, you've said it nine times. <laughs> what do you mean? That is the like, story of this pay-per-view. <laughs> Yeah, like that and NJPW is here. Those are the two stories. That and Macho Man's hurt. Like that's all we know coming into this. Uh, yeah, it it just is what it is. I mean, Randy, the, it kind of has a botchy finish too, and it's just mm-hmm. it just it's just not great. One thing I did I did like I loved in the beginning before they started the match. With Tenzon and Macho Man in the ring together, they're both so colorful and over the top. It's like two cartoon yeah. characters. It was so funny. I was like, like why they definitely they paired Rainbow. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, I was like, why did they both wear a rainbow in this match? I don't know, but like they they were aesthetically paired very nicely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, so thumbs in the middle for me. Just kind of average. It's an average Macho Man match, and it's with a guy that doesn't speak your language. Mm-hmm. I like the part where they said Macho's arm was hurt. Because <laughs> honestly, I, I didn't Wait, know. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know his arm was hurt. But uh, once they said it on commentary, I thought it was a very perilous journey for one Randy Macho Savage. And uh, I was on board <laughs> after that, you know? Yeah, Randy Machoman. Pretty- Machoman. <laughs> hey, I'm Randy Machoman. <laughs> Where are you so, Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story. He's like, I should have been Buzz Lightyear. I, I, I imagine him coming out of like the theater with like his big bucket of popcorn in one arm and big old soda in the other. Like, that movie was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I liked I it. Use it in my promos. Not too many people, just enough toys. Uh huh. So. <laughs> You know, my favorite part of the movie was when they turned heel on Sid. <laughs> See, they double-crossed him and told him that toys play. You, you messed with me. Hold, he hold. Imagine Macho Man like holding his arm out, like all his fingers spread. Mess with me and I'm going to give you the claw. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just imagine Macho Man getting, picking up his Randy Savage action figure and going, Great. We've always been pals. Don't you turn your back on me. Uh uh-uh. uh. I will take I will burn you in half. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a he's got an action for each looking at him like you coming alive when I'm gone? You tell me now. <laughs> Is that how you end up on the table? He but he just turns around and says, You've done it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, from 
from this week, we go to my absolute favorite part of this. Oh, this wait, we, we didn't say uh, me thumbs middle for that match. It was standard. Oh, thumbs in the middle. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Go in. Cool. Glad. Um, <laughs> then we go to my favorite part of the show. Yay. Uh, Bobby the Brain is facing the wrong direction when they go to, <laughs> to, to the three of them. And like Tony elbows him to get his attention. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts by facing the wrong way. Drops his papers, knocks over his chair, <laughs> drops his papers again. Poops his then pants. Then his head, his head possibly, his, his headset falls off. <laughs> he can't get the chair. He can't get the headset. He tries to sit like over the like he's like he's just ruining this part of the show for everybody that's not him because he knows that this is not important. This part of the show does not matter at all. <laughs> he does not <laughs> care. <laughs> He's just having fun with it so much so that he pops. Like Mean Gene is laughing when the camera comes up to him in the in the solo. And uh, who who do we have with them? Levi. Who do we have with what? Who, who's who's with Gene? Mean. Woo! <laughs> By God, Gene, I want to die even now. <laughs> I want to die. I'm so old. This- he doesn't want, you know he doesn't want to he doesn't want to die at this point he wants to no, die in like please, i'm old here 10, i want to die right now, now. <laughs> i've still got some years but i just want to end it early i want to get an early start of my retirement um, rick you're not you're not contractually obligated to this vince mcmahon listen to me right now i'm 16 times don't say that name I'm on our show please and i want to die i want to die right now right now i want to die Kill me. I'm already dead. I noticed Rick is uh, he has a gold's <laughs> gym shirt, but it says Rick Flair's Gold's Gym. Did he own one? Maybe. I mean it wouldn't surprise me. I think he yeah. did actually own one in Minnesota. Oh just, cool. for, just for context sake, Kyle, can you explain the whole Rick Flair I wanna die thing? I mean it's probably <laughs> obvious, but just kind of uh, just it's just that point like that long stretch before rick flair's official like uh wwe retirement in 2009 or whatever when he uh was just like wrestling and if he lost then he had to retire and so it was like rick was like i'll never retire but like you know it's all story (laughs) and so backstage you just imagine it was like vince just like contractually forcing rick to keep working and Rick was like, please, Vince, I don't want to wrestle. I want to die. Please. <laughs> no, damn it. You get out there and make me money. No, I want to die. Please. I'm so old. <laughs> and so sometimes we'll go back and forth from Rick just begging to demanding like, Vince, I want to die. I want to die right now. I'm not going out there tonight, Vince. So. <laughs> you probably hear more of there that. We go on, but it, it, it's okay. This Rick doesn't want to die. He's happy. Yeah, he's he's still he still has the desire to live. Yeah, <laughs> so, he's still I mean, chasing and belts. And that's pretty much all he he gets across in his promo here is that there's a man, and he, he's a like, <laughs> it's like, and I'm the man, and to beat the man, you got to be the man. You got to kiss and, me on the lips, and I'm Ric Flair. And I actually like. I'm like, man. I wish this was a Sunny Ono. <laughs> I want more. Sunny um, Ono comes out managing Ric Flair. Just the hell of it. Well, we are going to have a, a out of nowhere switch of manager. So that's a, a little bit of foreshadow there. Mm. 
It's uh, it's the finals of the World Cup with uh, oh, Isaki right, right. Sakaki versus Sting. Yes. Everything. <laughs> Every everything's tied at this point, isn't it? Like three three or something like that. It is yes. three three, and I made a note to myself that says all the matches are getting so formulaic. I'm having a hard time watching at this point. And to uh, me, <laughs> to me, like like before we even get in the match, I'd say the biggest problem with this show right now is it's about the world cup but up until this point they're really hyping up the triangle match and the title that it's like the world cup is taking a back seat in its own pay-per-view it's so weird yeah it's like they're trying to say okay well this this new japan stuff is almost over so get ready for some wc but <laughs> sorry folks it's, a, it's an obligation here's the re- later yeah but anyway so sting sting and sasaki get out there and sasaki just kicks sting's butt and he takes the the baby face beating and then just kind of fires up out of nowhere. It's just mm-hmm. like, there's no real crowd reaction. There's nothing that, that makes you indicate that, Oh, here comes sting. He just kind of wakes up. Yeah. It's and, weird. Yeah. He hits his five moves of doom and, and taps the sake out. Yeah. Yeah. It, which is really weird. Cause in the beginning, like people nuts for sting. Like, I think he gets like the biggest reaction. I think of the night. Yes, uh, by but, far. Yeah. The match was just so weird that when it was over, you're just kind of like, oh, that's it, isn't it? Huh. <laughs> and like the 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 bad part about it is you knew it was over as soon as he started going into his into the finish. Mm-hmm. Like that was it was coming like a minute before it happened. It's just it, it kinda it kinda sucked for me. Like yeah. just no one seeing it that way. And once again, I think this is probably the match that more than the other ones that happened before is the match that it's obvious that they're phoning it in because they have a much more important match yes. later. And so it's like, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> it's really obvious in this match. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's funny is like, you see when, when Sting starts celebrating after, after the big win, um, I, I have here, you can see the very degrees of when you have to work in the course of a night. Like Benoit's hair is dry. He's showered. He's clean. He's in. He's in his jeans. He's ready to go out to the Canadian Steakhouse. Like <laughs> you've got Eddie, who's like cooling down. He's he's still in some of his ring gear, but not all of it. Like he's he's getting ready to go home. And then you have the guys who just worked, and they're all still sweaty. It's just like the varying degrees just kind of made me laugh. Yeah. It's like, oh hey guys, I've been waiting in the backstage for you to finish up. Sorry, I lost, but hey, we won. Yay. And they just they pick the cup up and just throw it out the ring and say, On to the triangle match and everybody comes. <laughs> <laughs> More, More or less. Well, I mean, yeah, basically, because they, they go to this package and oh my goodness, if you didn't go know to this the was total a triangle package. match. Yeah, there were so many triangles in this thing. There were triangles on triangles. Just on triangles. Like, we need more triangles to let everyone know it's a triangle match. Sting and Luger are friends. Who knows what's going to happen when the volatile, dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair, gets involved. (laughs) He's in the back, floating above everybody. (laughs) Why is that your new Ric Flair? Oh my god. Can you imagine Ric Flair as a ghost? You're just like sitting there like, is anybody here? Isn't that basically him now? <laughs> I want to die. Yeah, I'm, I'm already dead. dead. He would be a restful spirit because he'd be like, I'm <laughs> finally dead. Thank God. I did it. Vince, I did it. He's just like in Vince McMahon's office. Vince, I finally died. Just over. 
Stop haunting me, Timon. <laughs> I died, Vince. I did it. I need more of that. <laughs> Stop haunting me, Timon. Hey, hey. I, w- I need to know what it was like the night Ric Flair finally died and haunted Vince for the first time. With Kyle as Rick and Jake is No, no, no. Jake is Rick and Kyle is Vince. And go. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can feel. Woo. Woo. I can feel the big one. Woo. Was a... Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, who's. Who's at the door? Come on in. Come see the man. Who, who oh, is it? Hey, pal, it's me, Vince. You got a oh, work tonight. I got a big match oh, set up. Let me die, Vince. Get your ass to the I'm ring. I'm trying to die. No, damn it. No, no I'm going to die. You can't gotta die. You got to live and make me money. We're going to North no, Carolina please. tonight. Rick Flair country. I can't. What? Damn it. No. I did it. I did it, Vince. Clear. It's not working. Cameron, he's dead. <laughs> oh, somebody called Ghostbusters. I don't want his ass hanging around. Stanking this place up. Later that Ooh. night, as Vince was sleeping. I'm the dirtiest player in the game. Uh, Rick, I'm, I'm sorry. the specter flying. Now, come Who's by my, come by the towers tomorrow. We'll talk about a new Ooh. contract. I gotta get some Z's. I finally died. I finally died. <laughs> oh, get back Ooh. in that ghost ring. You're gonna be fighting Randy Savage. <laughs> oh no, I'm not, Vince. I don't work for you. Fine. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a ghost now too. Go fight in that ghost arena. <laughs> No, I'm scheduled for I Ghost want, Madison Square Garden. I want to be alive. Tough chance. The, the higher power. Madison Square Garden <laughs> with Ghost Jim Ross. Er, good evening, everybody. But, uh, I have died. Ghost, ghost Jim Ross. <laughs> I, I'm I'm literally sitting by God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Yay. Okay. So. Literally, uh, so everybody knows, the triangle match is when they bring a ring that is a pyramid, and you have to fight on top of the pyramid ring. No, it's not at all. And whoever falls off. Uh... No, that that happens in 2000. Go! <gasps> uh, but yeah, so this match, it has some weird rules. Like, if you're used to the standard, like, triple threats nowadays where all three are in there at once, um, this, is, this ain't it. Like, there is someone outside the ring the entire match, which makes it... Really, really weird. Yeah, I was confused at just how like Lex Luger was hanging out for the majority of this match. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, I, I want to be up Sting, but he's my friend. But I want to win the championship, but Sting's my, my friend. What do I do? You know, I wonder if they're still friends. You know, it's like, hey, man, thanks for not attacking me in the championship match at Starcade 95. Well, 
Well, there's a lot more to this match. They they don't get along even through the course of this match. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So Sting hits a big press slam, and 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 Fling doesn't want anymore. So he quickly gets out and then realizes, oh wait, I have to be in this match. So he gets back in. And one of the things I've learned, and that I, I have I've learned from uh, about Ric Flair, is that he loves taking big press slams. Uh, it, like for him, that's his favorite style bump to take, and he just he likes doing it. So that's why you'll always see him take a big slam like that in matches, because like it's it's fun for Ric Flair. <laughs> it's, I just think that's funny. It's when he gets slammed, you hear him go like "wee." <laughs> hip shatters. I very um, much enjoyed the military presses just because how fluid they were. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're 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 a lot of fun. Um, I also love, and I'm I'm sure Rick's not the first to do it, but he's definitely the first person I noticed doing it. Is like taking just a mundane hold, like a hammerlock, and like wrenching it in tight, and telling the referee to to ask ask him, like ask him see if he wants to give up from his hammerlock. It's just such good, like trying to get cheap heel heat, like trying to get the easy easy cheesy win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, Rick's working his arm, working the arm. Uh, I don't know. It's just like the, there's a this fake strut. He's gonna strut, and then this hip toss to drop kick. Ah, it's like Rick. Like he was working on Rick. It was it was fun to see. Uh, like the, the dynamic of Sting and Rick Flair working together. It's like that's one of the classic WCW things, and it's it's fun for me to see. Um, so we go from from there. Uh, Shivani says Sting can get disqualified, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, because if Sting gets disqualified, you then would have two winners, and you can't have then what you'd have another triangle match for the no. So that's well, an that's elimination just weird. match, right? No, it's not an elimination match. Well, it's just a, it's a had... first called it a triangle elimination match oh oh that's interesting i i I missed that um yeah me too well anyway sting goes what i like to call red or a cane on rick flair um they're outside the ring and he just immediately stops selling and just starts whooping rick flair's butt yeah i know Uh, (laughs) he channeled he channeled his friend robocop's energy yeah it was interesting um flair (laughs) dodges a big kick to take back over and Enters like a really long. Now this match goes almost half an hour. Like this match really is the main event right here. Really, um, and he starts working over Luger in the corner, like baiting him into getting in the ring so he can cheat, and just like just because he's like playing off of him, and the referee turns and then he gets his foot on the rope. And honestly, like this is probably one of the better foot on the rope spots I've seen in a long time because like the leverage actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like, oh, I'm grabbing the rope, that makes the hold stronger. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, Ric Flair goes for multiple pins, like one right after the other, like one, two, one, two, one, two. It's like he like the psychology of it's like, oh, I'm so close to beating this guy. If I could just hold him down, and it, so like it shows how strong and resilient uh, Sting is. While Flair thinks, you know, it it's just good stuff. It's good quality wrestling. Oh yeah, very good, very good. Um, and that's pretty much where the quality ends in this match. <laughs> uh, yeah, Flair Flair almost loses him on the suit on a suplex. Sting no sells it. Another gorilla plus thrust slam, and then I don't know if you guys noticed this, but this is our third superplex of the night. 
I did not know. That's a lot of plexis. Yeah, that's like, I noticed, I was like, dang, there have been a <clears throat> lot of superplexes on Honestly, this show. Honestly, yeah, anything about it, I noticed that too. I think because they call attention to it every time, like, superplex, oh my god! <laughs> and, like, but the weird thing is, like, no one misses it. Like, they don't tease it. They just do it. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with it, because, like, through the courses of the match, like, it all made sense in the match. Because, like, that was a move, like, okay, I gotta put him out. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, but... One thing I appreciated so, about it, it, the superplexes, because I know there was one in the, the Benoit and Liger match, and why I remember that one specifically is because they only kept it on the hard cam for that move. They didn't cut to a billion different camera angles, and that's one thing I appreciated about it. Just like, yeah. oh, you keep yeah. the shot it's, on it's the so move. Weird. I guess it's just like, I'm so used to that move being reversed. It's usually always like reversed into something. So see everybody get it and just land it. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> well, and there's a suddenness about it too. Like they don't, there isn't a, okay, are you okay? Are you ready? Are you ready to go? Because we're going. No, they just flop it up there and boom. Yeah, they hit it fast. So yeah, that's, it's just a different style. I, I like it. it hard. I, I like it. I was it. thinking yeah. that too. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so finally Luger gets in. And good lord, does the pace slow down? Oh man, like they they just they just stand there for a while and just kind of look at each other. Well, it's because they're friends. They're they're like, uh, you know, they want to beat each other up. They know they have to. They're they don't want to, but it's it's business, business first. Yeah, but I mean, it's just I mean, we're we're trying we're stretching to three hours at this point. It's really obvious that we're trying to get there, and they don't, by the way. But. Yeah, they're they're trying to stretch and it's just not it's not working. I don't know. It, uh, it worked for me personally. It worked. For me. I liked it. Yeah. So, Shivani gives us some foreshadow. Says you cannot win this match outside the ring, um, which is which is interesting. We'll see why later. But we just keep going, keep going. These guys are fighting. One thing I really enjoyed is Sting went to throw Luger into the corner, but then realized he's going to throw him into the corner where uh, um, Flair was. And so he turned him at the last second and threw him into a different corner. I thought that was pretty So Sting gets up from a crossbody. Luger hits him with a low blow and then an internic atomic, atomic drop, which we've talked about. Just weird. Like, did the ref not see the low blow? Clearly not. Or clearly he thought not. Luger was a member of NJPW. Because I, I, I swear that he was, like, right there next to him. Like, which, whatever. Yeah, the refs, so... The refs are all high in this, this pay-per-view. Yeah, so... Again, we well, we see the inter, in, inverted inverted atomic drop, which is either to the testicles or the perineum. So <laughs> I'm not sh- I'm not sure uh, which one that is. Just both. Just both. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there. So Flair Flair comes in when the referee goes down. Uh, hits a chop block. Throws Sting out, and here we go. Referee gets back up. Uh, Flair's like, oh my god, look! They died! They're dead outside the ring! And yeah, and so referee counts to ten, and Ric Flair is your winner, standing outside the ring. Because Luger, uh, he pulled Sting down. Yeah, you see, I was gonna, I was waiting for that. Uh, um, what, like, what would have happened if he missed, and Sting gets back in the ring? I, I guess I forgot that... So it would have just been one elimination? I, um, I suppose so, yeah. See, I, I saw yeah, the... he killed two birds with one stone. Fair enough. Uh, after this, uh, Sting refuses to help his friend. He will not get him up off the ground, <gasps> and he just he just stares at him like a big dumb idiot. Dude, what a freaking jerk! I know. 
So so here we have it. We're we're finally at our our championship match, um, and it's finally set up. Randy, the Macho Man Savage, oh, versus the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. So we get the Michael Buffer treatment, and we Lady Savage has been champion since World Three, which was. I, I actually really love that Buffer specifically calls Randy Savage a Slim Jim spokesman. <laughs> That's a very prestigious title. I pop for that, yes. And, and you know, Jimmy Hart's out there because he saw a red light. <laughs> but he all, he has to be out there, and we'll see why. Um, Maybe when you look at yeah when when you look at when you look at Randy Savage and Ric Flair in the ring together, like you can see there's just genuine like animosity in the ring. Like when they look at each other, like there was so much storytelling happening before that match started. Like you could tell it's like, all right, here we go. Getting after it. These oh, yeah, two guns. It felt bad. tense. You cut it with a yeah. knife. It was, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it just, it just became a series of people showing up who didn't belong there. Yeah, it's like Paul that really Orndorff annoyed me. Like I, I get that they're probably progressing a story for like Nitro or something, but I just I was like, they, you got well, all Orn- these dudes Orn- in here. Come on, Paul Orndorff showing up was the only thing I thought was kind of odd. It's like, why are you cutting to him for so long? Get him out of here. Who cares? Yeah, I, I don't know. It, but- it didn't work for me. We we uh, so once once Doug Dillinger starts walking out. Uh, um, Paul Orndorff, we get a, a flare flip, Ooh. which is which is so much fun. Um, we get Flair escaping a, a double sledge off the top rope, and yeah, this this is another probably the best part of the match is he hits a cheap shot on Randy, throws him a, like in front of this super mark, like super macho man mark. He's got the big foam hat, and he's right there on the on the on the rail. And he's like, "Come on, Randy! Come on, Randy! You can do it!" And Ric Flair just runs over and starts waylaying him. And then Jimmy Hart runs over and kicks him in the gut, like all this right <laughs> macho man mark. It was beautiful. Was, um, it, was it the the kid who hugged him or something? There's something yeah, that hugged Randy when he cut. came over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come on. You kept slapping him. Like, you got this, Randy. You can do it. You're like, no, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) He'll want to die. (laughs) Anyway, so we they get back in the ring, and Jimmy Hart jumps up on the apron and throws like a really smooth, throws his megaphone into Ric Flair. I didn't even see it coming. All of a sudden, just here comes his megaphone out of nowhere. And he tries to hit Randy, misses. Randy grabs it and the gentlest tap, just the gentlest tap to the head. And 
he must have hit an artery, is all I can say, because Flair goes like bloody red. He was wearing that ketchup mask, man. Yes, it it was impressive. Um, so right about right about the time Flair gets busted open, here come the horsemen, and like I think every member of the horsemen hit a big move on Randy Savage, mm-hmm. uh, complete with Arn Anderson. I, I think he hit him with some some nooks or roll quarter. Yeah, he, he hit him with the brass nooks. Somewhere in the pay per view. Uh, Dusty did say, or as your breath ducks, baby. And I was your like, breath oh. nip. I got those breath nipples. <laughs> imagine if, a, imagine if a Tane got him. <laughs> oh my gosh, why? I gave Otani so, a hot tatty and gave him some breath nooks, baby. <laughs> so with Ric Flair's bl- blood sprinkled all over the ring, Arn Anderson drags him into the pin for the one, two, three, Woo. and every- and Bobby the Brain goes insane on top. <laughs> so, and that's uh, that's how we we see the the pay per view come to a close with the Horsemen standing tall, Chris Benoit, Brian Pillman, Arn Anderson, and Ric Flair, all standing there with with the championship. Isn't he? Uh, didn't they say he's like the twelve time championship now at this point? That makes him yes. I believe this is reign number twelve. Twelve of sixteen. So, uh. Gentlemen, what do you think overall? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh, I give it a thumbs up. I liked it. Uh, it. It was, uh, you know, it was like I think just because it had like a real big fight feel. It had like real, like genuine tension. Um, the ending was screwy. I didn't like the whole thing with a dude walking to the ring just staring at him with that neck brace. That was weird. But other than that, horsemen coming in and beating up. I don't know. It was a big wacky, crazy ending, but. I feel like WCW is really good about those wacky, crazy endings. They don't feel as like phony or forced as uh, they could be. And uh, yeah, like, man, like yeah, it was the yeah. Four horsemen. The four horsemen helped Rick win. It's it. It's there's four of them. Deal with yeah, it. it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I give a thumbs up. Sure, Levi. I would say um, there are many kinds of ice cream flavors out there in the world. Uh, unfortunately, this is not my flavor of ice cream. Um, the wrestling, you'd be hard-pressed to find it like better than this, for the most part. You know, there were some matches where I was just like, alright, come on, do something different. But, um, from a wrestling standpoint, it was good. Uh, for me, I, I, I like my sports entertainment, so I'm gonna have to give it a thumbs in the middle overall. Fair enough, and it's a it's a thumbs up for me. Of course, I am the the WCW mark of the three of us. Um, but you know, anytime you get you get Ric Flair out there doing his thing, um, you get. I mean, it's just all the big faces of WCW in this. Um, and even though some of the matches were were a little formulaic, I've got to go back to the way I felt when I watched it the first time, and I I really really enjoyed it the first time I watched this. Like I can't I can't hold it against a pay per view that I watched it three times in one week. You know, like, oh, that's just wow. not fair. Because uh, I, you know, it's one of those things. Like I watched it, and then I watched it critically, and then I watched it to take notes. Um, right. And yeah, it's, it's it just wasn't fair to do that to to grade it on the curve like that. So for me, it's a thumbs up. But yeah, so uh, Levi, you you want to take it out of here for us? No. <laughs> Screw you too, Levi. Jeez. Uh, no, well, fine. Uh, uh, no, I will do it. Uh, I appreciate everyone tuning in today for Starcade 1995. It's just a bonus episode. If you don't like bonus episodes, why are you still here? You know? Uh, yeah, just get out. 
<laughs> but please do join us next time. We're gearing up for Vengeance 2003. Uh, which, uh, we'll have the big show on it. So you big show fans will have something to look forward to. Whip. But in the meantime, uh, please do follow us if you're so inclined to do so at Facebook, the Ruthless Aggression Podcast, Twitter at Ruthless Pod, Instagram at Ruthless Aggression Podcast, and YouTube. Give us a sub at the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. We got all sorts of cool stuff on the horizon. And if you want to donate to the show, there will be a link in the description below to donate 99 cents, $5, or $10. You know, we could use some extra cheese. So if you love what we do, if you you want stuff to get out a little quicker, throw some bones as they were. So we can buy some liquor. Jake, where can (laughs) they find you? What? I said, where can they find you, sir? Oh, sorry, I was making a liquor joke. Um, they can find me um, on Instagram at Red Arrow Productions. Um, I'm posting my podcast over there, available at badfacts.info. Um, available there on Friday. Everywhere else, podcasts are available two days later as SSL feeds work. So check us out. I, I tell funny jokes sometimes, and sometimes I, I go on, uh, get on a soapbox and, and yell at people. So it's a good time. And Kyle's just a recluse, so... Leave them yeah. alone. Leave you can alone. you can find me in your wildest <laughs> fantasies. You can find me at your mom's house. <laughs> oh yeah, we playing part. But anyway, uh, in the meantime, I'm Levi. I'm Kyle. I'm Jake. Reminding you to play with the big boys. No, <laughs> stay ruthless. I want to die. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice podcast, practice podcast, doing the noises that we do on the show. Doing the noise we do on the show. Boo or goo coming up soon. You don't know what to do. So, if you like those types of shenanigans, you need to listen to my show with that guy over there. Alex, and that guy over there. Jake, it's my show with Alex and Jake, the flagship show of the Red Arrow Network, everywhere podcasts are available.